Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for August 28th, 2023. If you're new here, this is what we do. Five days a week, pretty much every week, we open up the word of God and we'll see what the Lord wants to say about it. We look at his word and we call it today's word. And then we break down what that passage has to do with you today. Like, what does this mean to me or to you today. So we turn the corner from information to application. We turn the corner from learning to living on a daily basis. We apply the word of God to our lives and we are continually being changed into the men and the women that God has called us to be. So I'm teaching a series on the miracles of Jesus. I started January 2nd. Here we are. We're still in the same in the same vein, right? This is part 71 of the overall series. So we've been learning miracle after miracle. We've been going through, we've been getting messages from the miracles and God has been speaking to us. And my prayer is that you've been expanding your capacity to believe God. We've been looking at the miracle of Lazarus for a while now. This is part 13 of that. And this is the title of today's message. And then we'll get into it. You ready? God will revisit what he wants to revise. Oh, I've told you before, and I'm going to say it again today, that you should never revisit what you cannot revise. But sometimes God will lead you to revisit things that he wants to revise. We're going to talk about it. God will take you back in order to take you forward. And then I'm going to talk about the danger of being blinded by pain. Put in the chat, I will not be blinded by pain. Sometimes we go through painful situations, circumstances, and we are in so much pain that we can't discern what God wants to do in the middle of it. And so in the middle of a storm, God is sometimes moving pieces around on the chessboard of our lives. And what we don't want to do is be blinded by the pain. Put in the chat, I will not be blinded by pain. Get ready for the word this morning. so let's get into the word. Here we go. Before we actually get into the passage for this morning, I want us to look at um, Psalms 126 and verse four. This is a passage that we've been looking at uh, all year long. This is a verse that God released over our church and we've been meditating on it. So this is what the Bible says. Now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Now, Lord, do it again. Restore us to our former glory. I told you that in 2023, heading into 2023, 2022 was a difficult year for many people and going all the way back to the pandemic, this was a season where many people kind of lost something along the way. And the Lord is like taking us back in order to take us forward. He's going to refresh us and restore us. He will take us to the former glory. And I believe that he'll take us to another level of glory. The Bible says, may streams of your refreshing, say refreshing, your refreshing God flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. We're saying that, put in the chat, no dry areas for me. Whatever area of your life went dry in this season, God is going to drench you again. He would drench you in his spirit. He would drench you in his anointing and he would drench you in his blessing. Say amen to that. Say, I receive it. Glory to God. All right. So John chapter 11, we've been looking at this passage for a while. We're just going through it little by little, you know, line by line, precept by precept. And this is uh, where we are in the story. So in yesterday's message, we saw how Jesus was moved with compassion, ready to do something because of Mary's worship. He got nowhere with Martha, but when Mary fell down at his feet and started worshiping, although she said the same 12 words, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. She said it from a different position. And as a result, Jesus said, where have you laid him? And the people said, come and see. 
And then Jesus busted out crying. Like he started crying, Jesus wept. That's it. You know, all Mary had to say was, uh, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But it was her worship. And I told you that your worship will touch God in ways that your works never will. And so her worship touched God. Jesus was ready to move. Where have you laid him? They said, come and see. Jesus wept. And then they get to the graveside uh, site. And when they get there, when they get to the grave, Lazarus's body is behind a stone. So it's like, think of like a cave and there's a stone, a big stone that has blocked the cave and is sealed and he's in there. And Jesus said, roll the stone away. Now, I, I wanted to talk about that today, but the Lord's like, no, that's not the point of today. So I need to move on. So, but I may come back to that. Just so you know, Monday, I may come back to roll the stone away. My, my point there, let me just slide this in real quick for free, is you got to roll your own stone away. Jesus like, I'm not going to take away the stone. You got to grant me access to your place of pain. It's not about me. <laughs> I'm not going to force myself on you. If you want me to revive them, you got to roll the stone away. So I don't know who I'm talking to, but you need to roll your own stone away. All right, boom. After he said that, Martha said, no, Lord, hey, hey, hold on. Right then, when Jesus like, roll the stone away, he's ready to move. He's ready to raise Lazarus from the dead. At that point, Jesus like, I'm ready to move. At that point, Mar Martha almost messed up the whole thing again. Like Martha already had frustrated Jesus. Mary touched Jesus with her worship. They're at the gravesite. Jesus says, roll the stone away. And Martha interjects right there. I mean, Jesus is standing there. He's ready to raise Lazarus from the dead. M Mary already moved him with worship. He already cried. He wept. He busted into tears. He's ready. He's ready to do it. And at the last moment, right when the stone was about to be rolled away, Martha said, no, no, no. Hold on for a minute. Lord, it's been four days. His body stinketh by now. Come on, God. I mean, no, no. It's been four days. His body. Listen, Jesus is the answer. Say Jesus is the answer. I don't care what your problem is. Jesus is the answer. Jesus was the answer to, uh, to all of this world's problems. He caused the blind to see, the lame to walk, the dumb to speak, the dead to rise. Come on, man. He was Jesus. God in the flesh is standing there. He's ready to do something about the situation. He says, roll the stone away. Give me access to it, and I'm about to raise him up. And she interjects in the last moment and says, no, no, the body stinketh by now. She was so blinded by her pain that she couldn't, she had no clue what Jesus was about to do. Sometimes our situation is so bad and sometimes we go through so much stuff. Like you ever been there? I, 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 sometimes I'm trying to minister to somebody and I'm like, no, God wants to do something great in your life and God is speaking to me and I'm revealing it, but they're in so much pain because of the situation and they've been through so much that they can't even discern what God is about to do. Like I, I, they, they've been through so much that, that they, they can't even get it. Like, like they are blinded by the pain. And so then Jesus responded to Martha and said, did not I tell you that if you believe, you would see the glory of God? Come on, what's wrong with you, girl? If you believe, put in the chat, say, I believe. Say, say put in the chat, I will see the glory of God because I believe. He said, I told you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God. So what does this mean for you today. Oh, this is going to be good, y'all. What does this mean for you today? I have several things to share with you. Here's number one on this Friday morning. Number one, embrace the power of revisiting and revising with Jesus at your side. Let's, so let me talk about this for a minute. So some people do not want to revisit something because the, the situation was painful, right? Other people don't want to revisit something because they believe that season of their life is over. Whatever the thing is, well, that's my that's past tense. That's in my past. I'm not, you know, I'm not going back. 
And, 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 and if you watch me, I tell you, hey, forward ever, backward never, the best is yet to come. If you listen to me, I tell you, I told you, my pastor, Pastor Tony Brazelton said, never revisit what you cannot revise. And so it, it makes no sense for me to go back and rehash and recant and go over and nurse it and rehearse it. No, forget it. Never revisit what you cannot revise. Forward ever, backward never, the best is yet to come. I got it. Some people don't want to go back because it was painful. Some people don't want to go back because they think the season is over. In this case, Mary and Martha were in, in a situation where it was both, especially as it relates to Martha. She didn't want to go back because it was painful, and she didn't want to go back because she thought the situation was, was over. As far as she was concerned, Lazarus was dead. So when Jesus showed up, she didn't even think about him bringing him back from the dead. See, I, I got it. Like, the whole principle of you should never revisit what you should what you cannot revise, that's a good principle. Forward ever, backward never, the best is yet to come. That's a good principle. But when God says go back, come on now, come on. When God says, no, 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 I want to go back, you got to recognize, discern the divine impulses of the Holy Ghost because when God wants to take you back, it's because he's trying to do something to take you forward. But when God wants to go back, yeah, he wants to revisit it because he has the power to revise it. And so, yeah, yeah, when God takes you back, it's because he is ready to move. Say God is ready to move. Come on. And so, so recognize that there are situations in our lives that we may need to revisit. The Holy Ghost, like that you're like, oh no, that's that's closed. I don't even want to think about that. The Holy Ghost may take you back just so he could heal you, right? The Holy Ghost may take you back so he could release you from it. I don't know. He may cause you to revisit it to experience healing, to experience a breakthrough, to experience restoration. Remember, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. Well, God can't restore it if you won't give him access to it. Roll away the stone. You got to roll away your own stone. Jesus wanted to revisit. He's like, hey, no, no, Lord, he's dead. He's thinking it's over. He said, no, well, let's revisit it. No, 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 no. I, it's already past tense. It's been four days. No, let's revisit. No, God, is, that's painful. That's a stinking situation. And God says, no, let me, let's revisit it. Why? Because I have the power to revise it. I have the power to change it. Do not be afraid to revisit painful situations or even your past mistakes. Just as long as Jesus is with you. Come on now. Because when Jesus is there, you got to trust that he will give you the strength and the wisdom and the grace and the favor to be able to, to face the situation and not have to relive all the pain of it. Like face the situation and be ready for God to do whatever he wants to do in, with, and through you. Understand that revisiting and revising is not going to be comfortable. It's not always going to be easy, but it is necessary. Sometimes God says, no, I need, to, I need to go back. I need to take you back so I can address something so that you can move forward. As we confront our past with Jesus now, Jesus has to be present. We, he will help us to learn from it, to heal from it, and ultimately to overcome it. Put in the chat, say, I overcome it. Say, put in the chat, say, I'm ready to move forward because I'm healthy and whole. Put in the chat, I'm, I'm open to healing. If God needs to go take me back so he can heal something, I'm, I'm ready for it. God will revisit it if he wants to revise it. So allow Jesus to guide you in the process of revisiting and revising, trusting that he knows what's best for you and that he will lead you through it every step of the way. God is able to transform even the most hopeless circumstances and situations with one word. One word from God can turn any situation around. Say amen to that. So remember that as you revisit and you revise with Jesus, you are partnering with him in the process of refreshing and restoring. And so if you want restoration, 
then what is God going to restore? Something that was lost or something that was broken or something that was painful. So if you're saying this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me, you got to be open for God to address those things that need restoration. Say amen to that. Without God's help, you can't do it. But with God's help, God can turn your past pain into something that will propel you into your destiny. Say amen. So if God wants to take you back, let him take you back is because he wants to turn it around. All right, number two, Put matter of fact, put in the chat, God, turn it around. All right, number two, never allow the pain of your situation to blind you to God's power. Never allow the pain of any given situation to cause you to be blind to what God wants to do in your life. The loss of Lazarus, it deeply affected Martha. It did. It caused her to lose her joy and peace in believing. Uh, as she was watching her brother slip away, and this is real to me, this is this is fresh for me because obviously I share with you that my uncle died this weekend. And so my mother and her sisters, they dealt with that. My mother was actually there in the hospital, right? And so as, as Martha was watching her brother slip away, she lost her joy. She lost her peace. She lost her faith. She lost her patience. She lost it. The finality of his death meant that she lost her hope. Even and then maybe maybe she kept the hope for a few hours. Well, well, maybe if Jesus shows up now, maybe maybe maybe. But when she went to sleep and woke up the next morning and Jesus wasn't there, and then she went to sleep again and woke up the next morning and Jesus wasn't there, and then she went to sleep again. Come on now, it wasn't until he had been dead for four days that Jesus showed up, and so she she was in so much pain that her the possibility of it in her heart was closed, and this is why she could not receive. She couldn't even perceive what Jesus was trying to do. When Jesus was like, no, I am the resurrection and the life. She was like, well, yeah, I, I know that you're going to raise him someday in, in the last day. I mean, she couldn't receive, she couldn't even perceive what Jesus was trying to do. Everything that Jesus said went over her head because she was blinded by the pain. Even when Jesus was at the gravesite, he said, roll the stone away. She was like, no, the body's thinking. I don't even, I mean, like she didn't get it. Why didn't she get it? Because... She was in pain. Jesus was physically present. Jesus was obviously ready. Jesus had the power to do it, but the pain of her situation had blinded her to the point where she couldn't even see the possibility of it. She, she didn't even want to reopen the wounds. Like, like she, she, she was closed. Say she was closed. Listen, we got to learn from her. Don't do it. Do not allow yourself, especially because of pain, to be so closed that you can't open. You're not perceptive. You're not open to whatever God wants to do whenever he wants to do it. We all go through painful situations. We all do. God never promised us a pain-free life. But never allow the pain of your past to become a barrier to your purpose. Put this in the chat. Say, say Lord, I will always be open. You got to always be open. You don't want to be closed. You never should allow the pain of your past to become a barrier to your purpose. You want to be open and receptive to whatever God wants to do, how, however he wants to do it. Number three, your heart must remain open to receive God's limitless power. His, remember, God's limitless possibilities. When Jesus said, roll away the stone, Martha's heart was so closed to the possibility of her brother rising again that she was complaining about a smell. I mean, think about this for a minute. Jesus, they knew who Jesus was. The miracle worker, he's here. They believed that Jesus could do something before. Okay, it's been four days, but he could still do it. But instead of her being excited, oh my God, let me see. 
Jesus said, roll the stone away. Oh my God, is this about to happen? Is this about to happen? Oh Jesus, is this about, no, that's not what she was thinking about. She was thinking about a smell. She was thinking, I mean, she was thinking about the pain. That's how much, that's how blinded she was. You got to be open to where you don't miss what God wants to do when God wants to do it. The point of this series, The Miracles of Jesus, is for you, me too, to open up our hearts to the possibilities of God. We want to open up our hearts to believe and receive on God's level. We want, we want to believe that the same God that caused the blind to see, the lame to walk, the dumb to speak, the dead to rise, he multiplied fishes and loaves, he walked on water, that same God can work in our lives. That same, no, no matter what we're facing, if you believe that this God, the miracle working God is available to you and he's in you, on you, with you, for you, then no matter what you're facing in your business, in your career, with your family, in your marriage, with your children, in your physical body, no matter what you're facing, you, you are never hopeless because you know that God can do anything. One word from God can, can heal cancer. One word from God, there's, say this, say this out loud. There's nothing terminal about anything that attaches itself to my body. Come on now. There's no, there's no there's nothing terminal. There, there's no terminal illness with me. Like one word from God can chase anything away. One word from God can turn hopeless situations around. But I got to be open. Say, Lord, I'm open. You got to be open. You got to keep your heart open to God's power. If God is ready to move, now when you open up your heart to God's power and you you remove every limit that you've ever placed artificial limit, or now limitless God, now God is free to move. Once God is free to move in your life and you're not the problem anymore and you're not holding him back, then get ready. Once you get ready, you need to get ready because God can do it and it can happen at any time. Number four, number four, I love this point. Remember, God's grace is greater than your mistakes. Put that in the chat. Say, God's grace is greater than my mistakes. God's grace is greater than my mistakes. Thank God for his amazing, listen, I live by grace. Thank God for his amazing and unearned grace. Throughout this story, Mary and Martha, we see Martha struggling with doubt and unbelief. We see Martha frustrating Jesus. But you know what I love? Jesus still did it. You know what I love? Jesus still showed up. You know what I love? Jesus still performed the miracle despite her shortcomings. This is a beautiful reminder for us that God is bigger than my mistakes. Come on, man. God's love for me is greater than my shortcomings. God's love for me is greater than my mistakes. God's love for me, God is more dedicated to me than I'm dedicated to me. And God's love for me is greater than anything that I would do. This is why I'm delivered from performance-based religion. I embrace the fact that God's grace, his goodness, his kindness, his favor, his mercy is on me, in me, with me, and for me. So despite my mistakes and my doubts and my fears sometimes, despite the stuff that I make, I mess up more times and I want to acknowledge God still loves me and his love for me is not based on my performance. And so, so it is based on his unyielding, unfailing love. God has a love for me, a grace for me that is on me, that empowers me to do what I could never do without him. And so despite the fact that I'm not perfect, God knows I'm not perfect. Despite the fact that I've messed up more times than I want to tell you about, listen, God loves me and he is still working for me. Philippians 1 and 6 says, be confident of this very thing. Come on now, that he, 
God who has begun a good work in you, he shall perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. He started it. He's going to finish it. And, and so it's all about him. Put in the chat, say it's all about him. God is greater than my mistakes. God is greater than my faults and my flaws and my failures. God knows everything I would I have ever done wrong. God knows everything I will ever do wrong. And God called me anyway. Glory to God. Thank God for his goodness. Say amen to that. All right, number five, and finally, as I close, living by faith, or let me say it this way, live by faith, and don't make it hard for God to bless you. I actually made this point a couple of days ago, and somebody called me about it. Don't make it hard for God to bless you. Like, I mean, like, Martha was making it hard. Martha was making it hard. Martha was, like, frustrating Jesus. Don't make it hard for God to bless you. God is looking for faith. While God did it anyway, Jesus did it anyway, Jesus provided the faith. Actually, you know, we know Mary touched him with the worship and all of that. But at the end of the day, don't make it difficult for God to bless you. God's grace did cover Martha's mistakes, but don't make that a practice. God is looking for faith from you. Put this in the chat. Say, I'm going to make it easy. I, I, or, I'm going to make it easy for God to bless me. I, I'm going to provide faith on a daily basis. I'm going to live by faith every moment of every day. And so God provides the grace and I provide the faith. As believers, we must actively choose to put our faith into action. Just as Mary did when she worshiped Jesus, she touched Jesus. She was worshiping in the middle of a storm. She was worshiping in the middle of her pain. She was worshiping as an act of faith. And Jesus was like, where have you laid them? Let's go. Our faith is not meant to be act uh, passive is meant to be active. And so we're, we're supposed to have an active demonstration of our confidence in God on a daily basis. So I don't know what you're facing this morning on this Friday morning. But let me just say this, no matter what you're facing, no matter how, how difficult it seems, you should ask yourself a question in any given situation. What can I, first of all, am I in faith? Here's some questions. Am I in faith? Do I believe God? Do I believe that God's grace is present? What can I do to demonstrate faith in this situation? You know, how can I make my faith present? Now, God's grace is present. But how, what can I do to make my faith present? How, what can I do to remind God and remind myself that I believe God? What can I do to let everybody know that I'm a believer and not a doubter? I walk by faith and not by fear. This thing will not be the end of me. This thing will not destroy me because my, my eyes are fixed and focused on Jesus. What can I do to live by faith? God has provided the grace. Doggone it. I'm going to provide the faith. I am the just and the just shall live by faith. As believers, we have to provide faith where God has provided grace. Say amen to that. All right, that's enough for today. This is a message you might need to listen to again and get it down in your heart. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and declare this over your life. Speak this with boldness. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I am a believer and not a doubter. And I don't take that lightly. I believe you. I believe you can do all things. Therefore, I keep the door of possibility open in my life. Not everything that happens to me is good, but by your grace, I will maintain joy and peace in believing. Sometimes bad things happen to good people. Sometimes we have to endure painful situations, but I refuse to allow the pain to blind me from your purpose. 
You will never leave me nor forsake me. You are always with me. So when you want to revisit something, it is because you want to revise it. Therefore, I declare that my heart is always open to believe and my spirit is always open to receive. You can take me back in order to take me forward. One word from you can turn any seemingly dead situation around. So I live with an expectation of manifestation and I boldly declare greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Monday, I'm going to have another one. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you're not getting my notes, why would you not get the notes? It's free. Go to todaysword.org, uh, click on the big red su subscribe button, put in your email address there. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I want you to have an amazing weekend. Oh, real quick. Um, I told you that my book, the first book, Level Up Your Life, is now avail available on Audible. I actually didn't even realize that it's available on, um, on Apple audiobooks as well. So if you go to the Apple bookstore, Apple Books is the app. Um, the audiobook is available on Apple audiobooks, if that's where you want to get it, or on Audible as well. All right, so I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing weekend. And uh, we are the just, and we live by faith. I'll see you on Monday morning. Have a great weekend. Do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.